An international break that finally saw the likes of Chetri, Jengen, Gurpreet in action. Then the I-League fixtures and more news from the ISL. Well, we have all of that wrapped up in this episode of Injury Time. Hey listener and welcome. I'm your host Naveen and I'm being joined by Nitin in the studio. Hey Nitin. Hey Naveen, good to be back. Good to have you back Nitin. And someone special on a phone call from Kolkata this time around. Orko Bhattacharya. Hey Orko, before we move on, let me just wish you a very happy shop to me. Yeah, thanks Naveen. Thanks for having me on the call. And how is it? How is Kolkata? How's the Pujo celebrations going for you? It's great. I mean, I, uh, Durga Puja is always a good festival for Bengalis. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yes. Uh, thanks a lot for sparing some time out for the pod. We'll keep it as quick as possible. Let's just dive right into it. The first big moment in Indian football the past week was the India versus China friendly. Orko, first coming to you, what did you make of it? Quite satisfied with the performance or were you expecting something more from the side? So, if you told me before the match that we were going to draw Nilden, I would have taken it. And uh, I think uh, defensively, we were very compact and that's a good thing. Uh, I was surprised to see uh, Narayan Das at left back. But I think at the end of the day, if the back four gets the clean sheet, then I think... It's worth it. Uh, we didn't create a lot of chances, but I guess I expected that this would be the pattern of the match. We were also lucky because China hit the you know goal frame twice, and we could have conceded. But uh, on the overall balance of the play, I think China deserved it. If it was a boxing match, China would have won it on points. But I think we will take a nil-nil. And in hindsight, we will also have to look at how strong actually China is because they only won two of the last twelve matches. So, we must be careful about not overly celebrating this result. But then, uh, do you agree to this? You would have taken a nil-nil before the start of the game. Are you satisfied with what you saw? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. I thought uh, it was a pretty good performance from the Indians. Uh, Gurpreet, in particular, I thought he was outstanding on the night. Uh, he made some really crucial saves throughout the second half in particular. Um, I was happy with our squad overall. Uh, we did create a few chances going forward. Um, if you notice, Preetam Kotal, Sunil Chetri, Udanta and I think Farooq Chaudhary, they all had pretty good chances to score. But uh, looking at the overall result, I think a nil-nil was splendid for the Indian national team. Considering that it's our first time playing on Chinese home soil as well. So, on the whole, extremely good result. Uh, but as our Orko mentioned, let's not take blow this result out of proportion. China have not had the greatest of uh, games in the recent past. But nevertheless, it's a good result for our side. Orko, one thing that I would like to know from you, is this the benchmark that we should be measuring ourselves against, especially going into the Asian Cup because you have the likes of Bahrain, UAE and Thailand in that Group A for India? So, Naveen, as one social media commentator said, that he did not find China to be at an overtly higher level than India. Uh, this is a team that is obviously struggling for goals and we saw that. Uh, we saw that they struggled without a proper striker. And you have to now think about China's chances in the Asian Cup. Will they go far? Because uh, this is a team that's, you know, failed to score against Bahrain, which is another one of our op- opponents. Considering that we're defensively compact, I think it augurs them. Uh, this is essentially the pattern of play we have to replicate in UAE. But uh, the attack was a bit disappointing. JJ, in particular, was anonymous. Uh, he looks very short on confidence. 
and uh, unfortunately for Constantine, the backups, Manveer, Sumit Patsi and Balwan Singh, you know, he'd have, he has to figure out a plan B for the attack. Because we have to more clinically Asian Cup if we hope to progress to the next round. Yeah, I think going into the Asian Cup, we have a pretty good chance um, looking at China's game. But um, considering the opponents we have, it's still going to be uh, an uphill task to try and get out of the group stages. But I am quite confident of our chances of at least getting out a result in the three games that we play. Um, yeah, JJ is a problem at the moment. He looks completely out of shape. He looks uh, very short on confidence. Even in the ISL for Chennai and FC, he was pretty woeful in the two games that we that he played. And for India also, he barely got a touch on the ball. So, at the moment, uh, Constantine needs to figure out his striking options. Manveer Singh has been... Uh, quite bright for India in the SAF Cup but uh, he'll have to figure that out quickly before this turns into a real problem in January. Well guys, that about India's friendly against China but what about their opponents in that Group A of the Asian Cup? You had Thailand beating Hong Kong ranked 143 in the world. UAE holding on to a draw against Honduras ranked 62nd in the world. Bahrain beating Syria a team that is ranked 74th. And Thailand in the second game beating Trinidad and Tobago, a team that is ranked 90th. Orko, what do you make of these results? Well, I think uh, <coughs> Thailand, in, not just in these results, but if I was to go back to the World Cup qualifiers, they made the final round, right? And uh, with Thailand, you never know what you're going to get. But I think it's a very strong Thailand that we are going to face. Uh, it's also difficult to play against the hosts. So, UAE is no different. Bahrain, if you remember, we also played them in 2011. But this is, this Bahrain, you know, is not the same, uh, of the same class or the stature as that we, the team that we played in 2011. So, I think really uh, Bahrain is the, you know, team against which we should look to, you know, get points. Well, Orko rightly put there, uh, against Thailand, you never know what to expect. Especially in the last few years, the team has done impressively. Well, the national team and also their few clubs, Buriram United, for example, they made it to the knockout stages of the AFC Champions League. But if you are to keep Thailand aside, the two West Asian countries, India has a kind of jinx against the West Asian sides, never won against them. Do you see how, how do you see that pan out when you go to Asian Cup? So, like I said, I mean, uh, playing in the hosts in their nation is going to be extremely difficult, right? irrespective of the the stature or the the, the you know in class between us and them. Uh, coming to Bahrain, Bahrain also lost to Chinese Taipei, and uh, they seem to be going through a bit of a up and down patch at the moment. I still won't take them lightly because you know like you rightly said we have a blind spot against the West Asian nations. I can I remember a few positive results, but those are a few among a you know host of other adverse ones. So yeah, I'd say UAE obviously at home, big challenge. Bahrain, you don't know, but I think Constant would do well to gamble in that match and to try and get a goal or two on the counter there. Possibly three points. You never know. Nathan, uh, talking about a little more about that India versus China game, some somewhere in the second half you saw Constant throw in Anas, push that push Shubashish out onto the left, pull out Nara and Das. Is that the starting starting line? Is that the starting defense line you will be seeing, or you will see Shubashi start as a centre back for the Indian side? 
Uh, well, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, Anas has just come back from a lengthy injury spell. Um, obviously, he's not uh, he's not up to the mark as of yet um, with regards to his fitness. So, I think uh, Constantine will probably take a few more matches to assess how Anas is at the back. But uh, having said that, Sobeshish was pretty decent at centre-back against China. He did a pretty decent job. And uh, I wouldn't be so um, concerned if he took the left if he took the center back spot with Narayanas taking up left back so as of as of now uh, i would say subhashish bose and sandish jingen are the primary uh, players for the for the center back spots with narayanas and pritam kotel taking the wing backs orko do you agree to that anas he looked pretty slow in that few minutes that he played against china looked a little confused after he came on do you see him start for the, for the national team at the asian cup So if you ask me this question during the intercontinental cup, I would have said that the back four there, both Anas, Jinder, and Kotal, were uh, dead on certainties to start in the Asian Cup. But uh, this is the thing about uh, the defence is that even though they got a clean sheet, this was uh, another formation combination that Stephen Constantine tried out. If you remember during the Kyrgyzstan game, uh, we had Lal Ruathara at. Right back with the Freedom Portal couldn't travel, and that was a disaster. So, I mean, you're right when you say Anas is a liability right now, but there is a heavy shortage of options with this. Uh, Subhashish Bose is possibly the best at the left back position. He's also really good at centre back. So this gives Stephen Johnson a conundrum: Is it do I play him on the left and stop the crosses coming in, or do I play him in centre, you know, and and keep it solid? But so it, the thing with Narayan is the the crossing isn't great. He'll give you 120 percent effort, and he's possibly more defensively solid than the exciting prospect that is Jerry Lalvinduara. Uh, Jerry is still, I would say, developing, and he's prone to the occasional errors. So I think, yeah, Narayan, Bose, Jhingan, uh, and Kotal are the four that will possibly start for us in the Asian Cup. Well, guys, uh, there was an- another thing that stood out in that game against China. There was a certain Sandeep Jingan who took over the armband from Sunil Chetri. That somewhat has created uh, some kind of news in the Indian media. People saying that there's a rift between Constantine and Sunil, and the senior group, the senior core group of the Indian side. Or go any truth to this, especially with the Asian Cup fast approaching? So, Navin, you have to actually question the timing of this. This news actually first broke out almost a year ago, and uh, Constantine since then has criticized the media's handling of the under-17 team and how they were uh, made to be more than what they were. So the the timing of this news is surprising because a because it's old, b because I mean why is Constantine being forced out despite his results? So. Three months before the Asian Cup, changing patterns, changing coach seems a bit counterproductive to me. It would definitely not help India, and uh, it's also no surprise to me that the coach is being hounded, uh, especially right after he spoke out. Uh, but I mean, if I was to look at Constantine's reign overall, I'd actually say he's done pretty good considering the team. That he inherited. So I, I definitely say Constantine is still the man. If there is a rift in the team, they have to sort it out. 
because it is possibly both Constant and Chetri's last Asian Cup with the Indian national team. Now then, uh, such a news, does you, do you think that such a news affects a certain Sunil Chetri or is a man just oblivious to such news and just wants to prove his critics wrong on the field? <laughs> Well, uh, when I first saw the news that Jenkins would be the captain, I thought Constitution was just experimenting with the score. But um, having looked at that Times of India report, there seems to be some problem internally going on within the squad. But um, even though Chetri was not awarded the captain's armband against China, I thought he was pretty good on the night. He worked his soft socks off, ran around the China defence, and he was quite threatening on the counter. But uh, yeah, going into the AFC Cup, this could probably be Chetri's last uh, major international competition and he would want to make it count whether he is a captain or not and I fully expect him to give his all for India and uh, probably take India to greater heights. Well, a man whose last chance with the national team to get some reward at the continental stage, that is what Sunil Chetri will be hoping for. With the armband or without it, it really doesn't matter to this man. But there's more news coming from the world of Indian football. Well, guys, stay tuned because on the other side of the break, we will be discussing the premier domestic competition of the country, the I-League. Hey, listener, and welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. I've been joined by Nathan in the studio and Orko on a phone call from Kolkata. Guys, the I-League is finally back. The dates have been announced and it starts on the 26th of this month. Orko, what do you make of the fixtures? Quite interesting names there. A team from Kashmir this time around. Yes, Naveen, I'm actually very excited for the start of the I-League. Uh, 26th, I think, it starts and uh, Chennai City kicks off against the Indian Arrows uh, in a repeat of last year's opening fixture where the Indian Arrows uh, beat them, female. Uh, but with ex Tampines uh, Rovers coach, Akbar Rawas at the helm, I don't think Chennai City are going to be uh, pushovers this season. Uh, Indian Arrows also have a new coach, Floyd Pinto. So, it will be very interesting and uh, I can't tell you how excited I am for real Kashmir. I mean, a team from Kashmir playing the top tier competition in India, it's, 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 just, it's a dream come true, I think, for football fans. Yeah, reality is finally hitting them, isn't it? Yes, yes. Kashmir, yeah, the I-League, I-League always had diversity, but this, I think, this really puts, you know, another spot on the map and uh, and... They've done a really good job to get the TRC stadium renovated and they're happy that, you know, the matches are not being held in, you know, anywhere else other than Kashmir. But they're going to actually get league football to watch in Srinagar. Well, Pan-India League this time round from Kashmir to the south in Coimbatore and Kerala and in the northeast, there are quite a number of teams. No participation from the west of the country. Surprising signs that? Well, I think at one point in time, the I-League had a lot of representation in the West. Uh, Air India, Mumbai AFC, Pune AFC, if you remember. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit surprising. But if you look at uh, the ISL, you have two teams from the West. You have Mumbai City and Pune City. But yeah, I, I have actually loved to watch a team from the West try and make it. And uh, essentially, we have uh, Churchill Brothers. Uh, but yeah, you uh, actually like more representation from there and hopefully Maharashtra will come up with the team. Well, yes. Uh, Orko, one more thing about the I-League. This has been the talk of the town when you talk about the I-League for the past few years. Is this the last time around we're seeing this league in the shape and form and in the stature? 
let me this is the topic of discussion that you rightly said every time every single time and uh, this time around is no different last time around we thought you know it was the last id this time around because of the talk that is going around around the afp and fifa report that uh, mandate that the two leagues merge in 2019 yeah this could possibly be the last id uh, on the flip side if you look at the last two i leagues they were fantastic ends you had aizol winning and then you had minerva winning on a day where four teams could have potentially won it so the i league still you know gets the organic crowd gets the old you know old fans buzzing so it definitely has the charm but yes i have to say that by all accounts and by whatever reports we're receiving that this certainly looks to be the last season of the i league possibly it could continue another version as division 2 in the future barring possibly east bengal and mohan bagan and any other of these franchises that actually manages to stump up the 15 crore franchise fee well it's always been the charm that has attracted all of us to the i league be it the big kolkata giants or be it teams from bangalore kerala bombay the northeast from delhi and now this time around from kashmir or go traveling to kashmir for a game or two Yes, I mean I'm going to be there for the first home game of Real Kashmir, and uh, I will possibly try and make it to another couple. Uh, uh, what we are we informed is that there are no matches in December and January because of the uh, grounds problem with uh, snow clearance. So it is possible that Real Kashmir play a lot of their home matches before uh, the snow starts really kicking in heavily. and uh, possibly after the snow is done so yeah in the first half i hope to catch at least one home game which i think the first game and possibly another one more hoping to hear from you once you are in kashmir or go but before you we let you go and indulge yourself in those pujo celebration there are a few questions that our listeners have posted and here they are like a few for you or go few for nathan we'll just split it among ourselves there are two questions the first one Or could this is this one's for you? It's come from Vivek Mohan. He's asking: Constantine is sure to continue till the Asian Cup, or is the recent allegations the rift with Sunil Chetri and him going to affect the rhythm of this team? So uh, I think the first part of the question is whether Constantine is sure to continue till the Asian Cup. I think yes, he is because, like I mentioned earlier in the program, it would be counterproductive to remove him. And uh, this is a man who also produced uh, results. He's bought India from 170 lower to 97. He is essentially a coach who delivers results over time. Uh, may I ask you to repeat the second part of the question? Do you see the the recent allegations of a rift between Chetri and Constantine affect the rhythm of this team going into the Asian Cup? So this rift isn't new. Like I said, it, it, this is possibly. A year old. Uh, we are also having hearing the name of Albert Roca being bandied around in circles. This, like with every team, I think it has a few disgruntled crows. Uh, this isn't only India. This is possibly also world-class teams like Germany, Brazil. So yes, it will. You know, it would help if the rift was sorted out. But I still think, you know, given the Asian Cup, I. फुली 
Nasri didn't have a great game. Who do you think should be a better replacement in the national team? Um, well, I would have to disagree partly with that. I think Nasri, while he wasn't very uh, productive going forward, he did put in a solid shift at the back. He uh, Nasri is always you. You can always expect him to give in his all throughout the ninety minutes, and he ran effortlessly down the wings throughout the game. He did contribute a lot in defense. Right now, I think he's the best option uh, at the left wing spot. The only other possible replacement you have are uh, Changte and Ashik. But for the moment, I think Nazari is the best option. He was quite impressive in the Intercontinental Cup. And he started off well for Kerala also in the ISL season. So, uh, for now, I think Nazari is the best option. If he does suffer a dip in form, then probably you can put Changte. He's got a lot of pace and he's got a lot of ability on the ball. But uh, for now, it's Nazari for me. Orko, isn't it the case that the likes of Nazari and Pranoy Haldar, for that matter, guys who have constantly received criticism over the past, in the past few games, they have just upped their game and put in a great shift for the national team? So, uh, I have to look at these two cases in isolation. Pranoy, I've always felt, is our uh, best destroyer in midfield and that is a position Naveen that we've actually had a shortage of options. I actually consider that our biggest blind spot because after Meta Hussein retired, we've, we've really not had a player who can take the game by a scruff of the neck and destroy opposition attacks. And I've always said this, the fifth Pranay Hallberg is possibly the best option we have in that. I also have to accept the argument that Nitin made about Nardari. See, this team is not set up to attack against the bigger teams. This team is set up to defend and defend deep. Nazari is picked and trusted by Constantine because of his defensive work, because of his work packing back. I do think he could do a better job of crossing the ball, but I don't think either of Chante or Ashik give Constantine and India the defensive you know, work that Nazari does. So, I actually have to go with Nazari. And it's also the same thing with Udanta. If you look at the recent match, Udanta does a lot more tracking back now than he used to do previously. I think that's a conscious effort made by the team to defend narrow and to defend deep. And that is obviously the template that we have to follow in the Asian Cup. So, yes, it's Nazari over any other choice. Well, Nazri over anyone else for this moment, especially for the team that will be heading into that Asian Cup. Well, that's all we have on this episode of Injury Time. Hey, listener, I hope you all enjoyed listening to the arguments, the discussions that we had today. A very big thank you to Nathan for joining us. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Naveen. Thanks for having me here. And Orko, thanks a lot for joining us, sparing time from your busy Pujo schedule. A big, big thank you. Thank you, Naveen. Thank you, Nathan, for having me on the podcast. And a happy shop to me to you. Have a great time. Thank you. Happy shop to me to you guys too. Well, that's all on this episode of Injury Time, listener. But you can always write to us and tell us what you think about this pod, your questions, if you have any. On Twitter, our Twitter handle goes Injury Time IND. And on Facebook, you can like and follow us on Injury Time India. Well, until we get to the next episode of Injury Time, this is your host Naveen saying bye-bye and enjoy the game.